This episode will offer a handful of micro movements that can support you in releasing tension, shifting any energy or discomfort in your body, as well as stimulate your healing process and expand your capacity. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, alive now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Welcome back to the Embody Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And today we're just going to jump into a handful of these micro-movements mini movements that stimulate and support your process. A lot of times these little movements can shift tension in the body, but also if you're not sure what's going on and you just feel a little bit off and you want to see if this can move some things for you, you can try them. These also touch into uh, what could be some interrupted responses in your body, interrupted movements or trauma. If there's something in your life or in your lineage or in a past life where some impulse was needed to protect yourself, but you stopped yourself from it, um, whether that was consciously or unconsciously because it was too dangerous to actually do what the impulsive move was, then the body stores that trauma. It stores that survival energy for when it's safe to use. And it needs to move that through on this physical level, physical and energetic level, for you to come back into nervous system safety and balance. Sometimes you can just move that energy by working with the energy. And In this episode, we're going to talk about just some physical things you can do to stimulate it in an easeful way so that the body can get behind the process. I find that that can be really helpful and also help you come more alive. For example, if your nervous system has been in a state of overwhelm and in a shutdown or freeze state because of trauma or just accumulated stress on top of responses in the body that just haven't moved all the way through, then you can feel like your body shuts down too. Like freeze state is like a frozen state playing dead. If you want to learn more about freeze state, tonic immobility, what I've been kind of generalizing is nervous system overwhelm. You can go to uh, the episode at candicewu.com slash overwhelm. And it talks a little more in detail about polyvagal theory and what freeze state is, what tonic immobility is. 
and how it's connected to fight and flight responses of the nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system. So these micro movements might activate, kind of stir up the fight and flight responses or overwhelm responses in your body. So I'm going to talk about the actual micro movements and what I'm inviting you to do if you want to do these exercises. And then in the second half, I'm going to talk about how to titrate this so that you can go at the pace that's right for your nervous system. The thing about me sharing these exercises in a more general way is that I can't tailor it to every single specific person that's listening. So you'll need to trust yourself and take some of the tools that I offer if you want to, to work with how your nervous system can really use these in the best way. So I recommend taking in, you know, what these are and then listening to the kind of how-to guide, like how to approach these so that you move through these in a way that actually expands your nervous system capacity and not blasts your nervous system capacity and shoot you into overwhelm and a free state again, like re-traumatizing your body. So when your body goes into that state of an emotion or experience or sensation that it feels unmanageable, it essentially is your nervous system saying, this doesn't feel safe. I don't feel safe. And so I'm going to shut down. I don't feel safe moving through a fight and flight experience. I don't feel safe moving through that emotion. And it's safer to conserve my energy and go into a mode where I'm not going to move. I'm not going to take those actions. And that's a very fatiguing state. And so it's not horrible if you get back into that state. It's just that that may not be really helping you. And I would love to offer these to you to support you in expanding your capacity, not blowing it out. But you're welcome to use these in any way that works for you. If you're more advanced in terms of, you know, just navigating your own inner world and your emotions and sensations, your energy, then you might be able to take these in a way to really stimulate what you want to move through. And you may do with more pressure or more repetitions. And if not, then if you feel like, okay, this is making me feel really overwhelmed, groggy, or tired, then you might be coming into that threshold or moving past your threshold of what actually feels safe to your nervous system and body. So that's just a little bit about how you should or could consider approaching it. So we'll just move to what these micro movements are now so that you get an idea of what I'm even talking about. And then I'll go into a little more detail about how to approach it for your individual needs. These things that I'm calling micro movements are just actually things that you probably um, are familiar with or might even do for yourself already that we're going to be doing them in a more conscious way, like moving through them with witness and with um, 
sensing into what happens while it's happening, but then just doing a couple of moments of each of the movements and then pausing and letting go and repeating it two or three times. Especially if this is all very new to you, I would say just, you know, a couple of times. And if it's not, then you could um, go with more repetitions or more resistance or pressure. And then a bit of a break after a couple times, like 30 seconds to maybe even five minutes in some cases, because that pause and recovery into soothing or support or safety helps the nervous system digest through or bring to the surface what got stirred up in the process of doing these movements. Sometimes nothing gets stirred up and um, you just feel better. You feel more balanced. You feel more alive because or perhaps because some of the tension or fight and flight energy in your body or some emotion or sensation does move, but it moves at a subtle level or in a subtle way or small amounts of it, if you can even quantify that, smaller amounts of it. Like taking a bite of a sandwich rather than, you know, whole eating a whole sandwich in one gulp. It's like having one bite at a time of your energy moving and you just feel different. Something shifts in you and the body is so intelligent that it just carries that through and forward. If you have a lot of trauma, you might find that that's not the case for you. So if you're not experiencing that, I I understand that too. And uh, these can help if you're doing them in a gentle and just a gentler way and less repetitions, these can help expand your capacity just as much. So like I said, these are pretty familiar movements probably. So the first one is just doing a push-up actually. So if you don't do push-ups, no big deal. This is not about strength. This is just about applying pressure onto the hands and into the arms and through the shoulders and into the back, the connection of all those muscles. You can do it like a regular push-up, like on your toes and on your palms, with your palms under your shoulders, or you can do it and make it easier where you're on your knees and same, hands under your shoulders. And even just starting in that position, feel the weight of your body down into your hands. And in that position, and with all of the mini or micro movements we're going to do, feel the muscles that are activating and those connections between or with muscles throughout your body. And what's turning on? What's activating? What does it feel like? Just not to answer those questions, but noticing what it feels like noticing the pressure in different places. And even that may be enough, just doing two breaths, pause, shake it out maybe, or touch your body in different areas. That helps a little more of the body's container and safety. Or looking around and orienting and doing it again a couple of times. 
So if you're at like very like step one or basic or beginning, and if you are wanting to go further and to kind of stir the pot a little harder or more, then do like a slow push up or even bend your arms a little bit. You decide how deep. Again, it's not a competition of strength, but just feeling the muscles, the bones, and that slow movement into a push up and then pushing into the ground to lift your body up, but feel that push. And you can even, if you have any like irritation, anger, discomfort in your body, you can even imagine pushing it from out from there, wherever it's located in your body, through your hands into the ground. And then feel where your arms go straight. And like I said, do a couple of times of this and then with a, like a breath or two in between at least, and then pause for a little longer, 30 seconds, one minute or five minutes, orient, let your body feel the ripple or the echoes of what just happened. You might feel energy move, heat You might feel your breath shift. You might have an emotion come up or even something like the impulse to do something else or do more. Notice what's going on and what happens next. So you can continue that or follow what happens and stay with that and notice any shifts. Do you feel more present? Is your vision different? Are you feeling more activated and something's stirring up and wanting to come through? Can be different in any moment. So the next one is similar and it's going to be the same thing against the wall. So standing with one foot in front of the other near the wall, put your hands flat against the wall and get pretty close like with your body so that your arms are bent and just feel pressure against the wall with your hands and some resistance with your body. And that may be enough or you might want to push slowly, like really super slow speed and just notice the the, um, strength of your muscles and notice the connection all the way to anywhere in your body that feels connected with wanting to push or any energy or emotion that's going on that is inside you. And you can feel like you're pushing the wall away, even though you end up pushing your body away. But imagine you're pushing the wall away. If you have a partner or a family member or a friend who is willing to do this with you, they can provide the resistance and then you can actually push them away. But remember that this is going to be really slow motion so that nobody gets hurt and so that your awareness can feel every little micro movement through 
to straightening your arms and even all the way to your fingertips and pushing away with your palms through your fingers and then away from the wall or away from your partner. And if you are doing that kind of more deep push all the way through, I would just do it once, pause and feel what's going on. Or you might be pushing and in the middle of it feel like this is where you want to stop and notice longer. You want to feel that pressure for longer. And then give yourself that big longer break at the end. And be sure to listen to the end of this episode where I explain a little bit more about fight and flight energy, survival energy, in case you need a reminder or in case you don't know about that and you notice that, oh wow, suddenly you start to feel rage and you don't know what to do with it. Or you feel really shut down and you don't know what to do with that. So that'll be at the end. And just as a um, touch in, these first two with the push-up and pushing against the wall can really, as well as the next ones, can really have to do with our boundaries, with saying no, with pushing things away, with having to protect ourselves or being able to protect ourselves, feeling like nobody can come into our personal bubble unless we allow them to. So it can really activate or turn on pieces of trauma that you may or may not even know about if um, this is new to you or if there's something there waiting for you. The next one is like a squat. And again, it's not, um, you know, a strength contest. It is just to activate the leg muscles even more. And you can just start by placing your feet a little bit wider than hip width distance. Soften your knees and just let your weight sink and slump down into your knees, into your hips. And down to your feet. Feel the bottoms of your feet and your toes into the ground. And then again, this is maybe just enough for you. And so just feeling a little bit of that weight and then standing back up and releasing. And then a little bit of that weight again, pressing down into the floor, maybe squeezing your leg muscles, squeezing your abs even, and then release. And maybe one more time and release. And then give yourself that longer pause to see now what's happening. And if that wasn't enough for you or you feel like you need more or there's an impulse for more, you might squat a little deeper and push into the ground and squeeze every muscle you might even imagine you are, you weigh 1,000 pounds and you're so heavy and weighted into the ground. So far or so much that you're creating an imprint of your feet and body into the ground. And just notice that bringing the energy down in this way and activating the legs can also touch into fight and flight responses 
can also bring the energy into your body and let certain things turn on. And that could be pleasant or unpleasant emotions that could be familiar or unfamiliar ones. So taking that pause and then coming back to safety. And if you're ever feeling like this is too much or overwhelming, definitely pause and find some soothing and safety. And you can tune into some of the podcast episodes for different experientials on how to pendulate and resource more safety. A good one is at candiswoo.com slash emotions. So the next one is to take a towel and roll it up a little bit so that you can fit it into your mouth, like just to bite it. And yeah, this is touching in on that primal response of biting or growling, showing your teeth. This is also protective or defensive maybe, or attacking in a certain way. And I'm not saying like, this is what you need to be doing. It's just that sometimes that's the innate response of the body, but we don't do it. And that's part of how things become trauma when we don't do the response that protects us because something else, because it's dangerous or because it wouldn't work out for us. And so we do something else more protective. So taking a towel and just even pressing your teeth on it a little bit and noticing the sensation and then releasing pressing in a little bit and releasing. And if you want instead, if you want to go with more pressure, go ahead and do that and just bite into it. You can do it slowly and feel your teeth, feel your jaws, your tongue, all the way through to your head and neck, your chest, even your heart. Notice what comes with this, what it feels like. And again, release. And you might do it a couple of times or pause where it feels interesting and just get curious about how your body is feeling through it and what happens next. And after just a couple of times or your own judgment of what feels right for you, check in with that ripple again of what gets stirred up, if anything. And always look out for the good things that happen, that little shift of release and tension in your neck or a spontaneous breath that just allows you to feel more in your body. Your mind being clearer or anything that just feels a little bit different. The next one is taking that same towel and um, you can kind of roll it up or like twist it up into like a rope kind of shape and then pull on either side of it or somewhere where you can actually get enough grip to pull away. I like to get my hands pretty close, like, you know, a fist away from each other and then grab the towels and pull and just feel that pulling, almost like you're playing tug of war with yourself, but evenly. 
where you're just pulling both hands away from each other and feel that pulling, feel what happens in your body. Let it connect up as your muscles activate with the muscles all throughout your torso, through your feet, if you're standing. It's nice to stand through that process because it lets your whole body be active. And again, notice if you start to get to that threshold where it's a little bit overwhelming or unmanageable and pause and find safety before you get to that place so that it can start to expand your capacity. And the next one is take that same towel in that twisted fashion and like slam it on the ground if you have the space to do this. Um, I don't know if you have a really solid wall or something that could be kind of fun or interesting to slam it against too, but the ground is great. And just like slamming it onto the ground, if that hurts your body in any way, don't do it. But feel the motion and feel if there's any satisfaction about this. And again, a couple of times and then take that break. The next one is to scream or do lion's breath. And that scream can be silent or with a little bit of noise if you're not able to scream full out. I think the best place to do a full-out scream is in your car because people can hardly hear you unless they're standing right outside your car. You know, not while you're driving. You know, I've definitely done it while uh, while I'm driving, but it's not recommended. I'm not going to talk too much about that scream here because I offer that in an experiential after this introductory episode around anger at candiswoo.com slash anger. And there's um, that lion's breath screaming, which relates to also our boundaries, our ability to protect ourselves and speak up and use that energy, use our energy, uh, protect and support ourselves. This next one is related to the squat, but it's a little bit different. Lie down on the floor and press your feet against a wall, a bed, or a couch. The wall obviously will not move unless you have a really cool movable wall. And I like that quality. Um, But also, if you have a bed or a couch and it does move a little bit, if it feels like it's within your control and that feels good, that might be a good option. So you're going to get pretty close and your hips pretty close to the wall so that your feet are flat on the wall and your knees are bent. And here, again, just feeling your feet against the wall and putting a little bit of pressure against the wall can be just where you pause. And that can already be activating enough in some cases or on some days. If you want a little bit more or something different, you can press with more muscle and resistance against the wall and just feel more of your body engaged your legs all the way up through your hips into your back 
And if you want even more than that, you can begin to push away from the wall. And this is where if you have something movable that your feet are against, that's weighted enough that it's not going to move quickly, but it can move, then you can push it away from you. But if not, you can push your body away from the wall, if that makes sense. And just doing it really slowly, pausing where it's interesting if you want, and just noticing your feet, noticing the energy. Connect it all the way through your body, all the way through to the wall. If you have some um, energy that wants to fight, energy that feels irritable, uncomfortable, you can locate where that is in your body and feel the connection with that as you push through and push away from the wall all the way to the balls of your feet, pushing away your heels, pushing away your toes. You don't have to get all the way to that point, but you might find it interesting. And I wouldn't push it all the way to that point if if all of a sudden you start to feel dizzy or you start to feel like you're not engaged with the the movement anymore, that might be a sign that your body is going into overwhelm. So pausing, taking a break, finding safety. And again, if you have a partner or a friend or family member that wants to do this with you, they might hold your feet or one foot, doing one foot at a time. You might even do one foot at a time against the wall. And now that I'm saying that one arm at a time against the wall could be another um, way to do that one against the wall. And just remember to do it super slow so that nobody gets hurt and that it's controlled. You control the speed and you're able to be aware with your body. You can create a variation of Uh, the pushing against the wall, by turning your body so that you're not facing the wall, but where one side of your body is touching the wall. So for example, your right arm touching the wall, your right shoulder, and you're just a little bit away from the wall with your feet. So you can stand and lean against it and then push away from your body into the wall so that Your outer right arm pushes into the wall and you can just feel that pressure against the side of your body. Well, rather the side of your arm, the outer arm. And feeling it with pressure a little bit and release. A little bit and release. And just a couple of times you decide how many or holding it a little longer if that feels right, or with more pressure. These are also working with our boundaries on the sides of our bodies. So you can switch sides and do it on the left side if you do want to try this one, or go towards the side that feels interesting. Or if you have tension on a certain side, you can work with that side. The last one I want to talk about, actually two, three, three last things. One is to take something a bit heavy, like a very large yoga bolster or a heavy pillow, 
something heavy and solid, maybe even a thick book. And you can take it between your hands and then shake it in the air. You can shake it fast and feel what that's like. Pause and then do it again or and or do it really slowly and just notice that shaking. You know, sometimes when you just want to like shake someone, you're like, come on. That's the similar shaking. We don't really, in most cases, we're not shaking other people like that. That's not something I want to be doing. So if I ever felt that way, I, I didn't do it. So this can be a good way to support some of that energy flow. Even if you don't know any of these experiences that may be living in your body, it doesn't matter because it's touching into them. Your body spans across time, no matter when it happened or what happened. And it can move some of that energy. And the second to last one is to put that thing down and shake your body and just jiggle your body, shake your head, let your muscles kind of move, your let gravity kind of take your muscles and your limbs so that you can feel the weight of your muscles, your bones, your physical body up and down, side to side. Just let the whole thing jiggle or isolate one area. And remember doing it just a little bit and then pausing and checking in with how you feel. And then maybe doing it again a couple of times and then taking that longer break. The last one is a slow motion jog. The very foundational piece to that is just tapping your feet on the ground, right, left, right, left. Just if you're sitting or if you're standing, just kind of like stepping in place a little bit or walking slowly. Being very conscious of the movement and which part of your body moves, which part of your body touches the ground and what it feels like. And pause and doing it again a couple times. Or if you do the full-on slow motion jog, get your whole body into it. Your arms, your torso, the way your body would need to move to jog or to run. And I also cover that in the overwhelm episode in a more guided experiential. So you can touch into that one at candacewoo.com slash overwhelm. So that's it for the micro movements. Keep in mind that you probably don't want to do every single one of them in one go. And how do you select which one to do? Well, you can just check in with your body and see how am I feeling right now? Is there some part of my body that wants to be felt, wants to move? Is there an impulse? And maybe imagine telling a friend how you're feeling right now or what's going on. And you can even see your own gestures that might signify to you what your body instinctually wants to do. You know, when you tell someone like, I just was so mad. And then you start to make fists. 
Or when you say, I don't know, it just was so icky and your right shoulder scrunches up to your ear. And so if it's a shoulder piece, if it's jaw, you might choose one that relates or you might just try one of them that you're compelled to try. It doesn't have to connect. You might find it connects as you do the process or you might find nothing at all. If I'm angry or if I feel certain emotions that really connect with these responses, I'll usually slow it down and just check to see what my body wants. Or I will just give it one of those and see if that's the right one, if it hits the spot or not. Sometimes I just don't know what I need and I just feel exhausted or something or not present. And I do one of these micro movements and I feel different afterwards or through it. And it's amazing just with a couple of minutes, so many of my clients have felt with just like 30 seconds of doing one of these that their um, tension has shifted. They don't feel as exhausted. They feel more here. They feel more centered. Or it opens up something for them that they want to look at during their session. So we're going to shift gears a little and just talk a bit more about um, why it's important to slow the process down and really gauge what's right for your nervous system. If you do have trauma held in your system, which most people do, you may or may not call it trauma, but what I mean is some interrupted or unintegrated response reaction, movement, or experience inside. Like if you had a loss and you it was painful and you didn't quite feel through all of those feelings or have support, or even if you did and it's just a really big one, or you did feel through some and it's there's more. We just have so many parts of us that are in continuous flux and, you know, taking a pause here with that emotion and with that relationship or that thing in our lives we have so many pieces of our lives that when you do a movement like this with your conscious awareness with the intention of being with what's here it is like taking a a pot of soup you know that has a bunch of little vegetables in it that sank to the bottom and stirring it So if you're used to stirring that pot and you can tolerate and handle or navigate well these vegetables flying maybe in the air a little bit or like flying to the top of the soup, great. If you can't, great. Whatever, wherever you are, the thing is to notice where your threshold is so that you don't blast your nervous system into more of a freeze or tonic immobility state. That state is where your body says, whoa, it's too dangerous to feel all this. It's unsafe. It doesn't feel safe. So we're going to shut down, essentially. In just, you know, 
the most generalized basic words I can put it in. Um, again, if you want to hear that more in depth, you can listen to that overwhelm episode. But the reason it's not great to send ourselves into that state, even though we could handle it, and we probably have, is that it tells your nervous system it's not safe. And then it makes the nervous system have a harder time digesting what's here because it's just busy protecting itself. So if we stay under that threshold and allow the body to digest something in a safe zone and then lean in and stretch that zone, then your capacity to be with and move through challenging feelings and good feelings will expand. And that process can be pleasant. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable. You don't have to drive yourself into the ground to get you know, more centered or heal more in your life. You can make this process gentle and at least some of it <laughs> as much as you can control because we can't always control our feelings, but you know, we can make that process a little gentler a little easier and a lot can move through energetically in the body doing these mini movements without pushing too hard without making it distressing and then that just continues to expand the range of what we can feel and maybe it's even enjoyable through the process sometimes activation that is connected with survival energy can move through the body through something like this or other other processes without it getting uncomfortable and with it even feeling just like um an energetic i don't know like you're enlivened in the moment and it can feel empowering so it's important just going back to the beginning of the episode and throughout the episode I talked about taking breaks, pendulating, meaning touching into pleasant and reminding your body of safety. You can touch into those episodes that I will link in the show notes if you need to learn or want to learn more about that. But providing safety in between and checking in and then... Also learning about where your threshold is, where your nervous system starts to say, oh no, I think it's starting to feel a little too much, or this is starting to get to the place where I would shut down. And learning to stop before you get there for this kind of process. And there are times where you, you know, with support or maybe even on your own, you would not stop. You would, you might want to work with that edge differently. But for this, for today's conversation, I recommend pausing before you get to that place. And even thinking about it, I don't know why you would kind of plow through because what what we're talking about is essentially that moving into that space of lack of safety, lack of resource too fast can 
blasts the nervous system, it can essentially would be what we call re-traumatize the nervous system, send it back to a place where it doesn't feel safe. And you can mentally know you're safe and your nervous system, your body doesn't feel safe. So then you don't feel very present. It feels like it's in that shutdown mode. So finding your window your window of tolerance, your window of range of capacity and expanding it gently. So I think that's all I have for today. I'm just going to check my notes for a second. Again, check out those episodes around anger or overwhelm and the nervous system polyvagal theory if you want to. And, um, before I go, I want to mention that I'm going to be talking with Nick Werber and Chelsea Green, two other facilitators of family constellations and embodied healing work about, um, about topics like this, about purpose in life, about integration, many other healing and embodiment topics on Clubhouse about every two weeks. So we're just starting that up. We'll see how it goes. And the cool thing is it's a two-way conversation. So all of you out there listening, I know you have ideas on healing. I know you have your own experiences and even expertise. And it would be so great if you joined us for some of our conversations coming up. We will be inviting people up to um, the platform to talk and share and ask questions. This podcast is great because I get to share what I want to share, but it's it's a one-way conversation in its you know plain form. It becomes a two-way conversation when I get your awesome emails and messages and sharing. But I like Clubhouse because it can be this intimate one-time experience. It's not recorded. It's just who's showing up in that moment and the alchemy of what gets created and experienced and felt through there. It's going to be experiential based as well. We're not sure we're going to weave that in, but um, maybe even just pausing to do an experience together. You can find me on Clubhouse just by searching my name and I'll link my profile so you can follow me. And that's how you can best find out about any of the clubhouse talks that we're doing. We will probably do them on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. That may change here and there. I'll also post it on Instagram and Facebook if you follow me there. Or if you want to find me there, you will be kept aware of when we're doing this. Thanks so much for joining me today. And I hope these little movements help to um, just help you feel better in the day today. And wishing you lots of love and a lovely week. Enjoy today and see you next time.